You are listening to Go Doc Yourself, your weekly documentary book club. Listen in while we two errands dissect our most recent documentary find. Sometimes weird, sometimes mainstream, but always entertaining. Grab a cup of coffee and let's clutch. Hi, and welcome to Go Doc Yourself. I am Erin McCart. And I'm Erin McCart. Welcome back, everybody. We're excited to have you here today as we talk about a sleepy little documentary called Jasper Ball. This was a quiet one, like literally kind of a quiet one. Yeah. Done in 2020. It's an hour and 25 minutes long. I found it on Amazon Primes for free and I didn't have any commercials, but that's probably short lived. (laughs) I'm a little bitter about that, guys. Sorry. Right. And directed by Bradford Thomason and Brett Whitcomb. And I will suggest that everyone go look them up on IMDb and watch everything that they do. Because I think we're going to cover everything we do at some point in time because they do a lot of weird stuff. And I love it. So, Yeah, maybe a little bit to get out of the current climates of uh, political and financial and just world stuff. It's nice to be like, oh, look, something else to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, I don't know the timeline. I would say maybe like a year in the mall or something. Some recently, like I said, it was released in 2020. So it was probably in the late teens that this was filmed. Mm -hmm. It's in Jasper, Alabama. No, they don't say it's Alabama, but I looked it up. So I'm assuming it's the same Jasper. And they all have Southern accents. So it's, it fits. And I don't know if anyone has been to a mall recently, but they, they're kind of a dying breed if you will it's not a whole lot of stuff in there at least closed malls right i feel like open air malls have become more popular again even in the Mm -hmm. midwest where it's fucking cold in the winter time and i don't want to be outside i agree it's a weird dynamic to be like well i could go in to a closed mall or i could i mean like in the summertime it's great it's very aesthetically pleasing and stuff like that but yeah that winter time makes it really uh, just really forces me to shop online. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you and I, Aaron, we lived in the heyday of the mall. That was our childhood. You grew up in like a smaller town though, right? So did you not really have one near you or? I mean, we went and goofed around at the Muncie Mall. That was a big mall for us. Washington mm-hmm. Square used to be a big mall for us, but that is a very sad mall now. It's a scary mall. It is. So I was part of mall culture um, in that way. Like I remember I saw the toadies. Wow. Yeah. At a mall back in the day. So yeah, that was the place to go. It was a big deal to go. I mean, when you got your license, oh my God, you could not wait. Mm -hmm. And you'd go and like shop at Merry-Go-Round and stuff like that. (laughs) I remember Merry-Go-Round. That's the coolest clothes. Right. Yeah. I lived in Fort Wayne which is a city. I mean, it's not huge, mm-hmm. but neither is Indianapolis really. So it's in Northeast Indiana and Glenbrook mall was our mall, but there was another one. There was one on the South side too. And we had a skating rink, like an ice skating rink in the mall. So we would go ice skating every now and then okay. and just walk around and hang out and go to Spencer's when you weren't supposed to, cause you're a kid oh, and they had yeah. inappropriate things in Spencer's. Right? They sure do. 
mm-hmm. eat the horrible food at the food court, which now I look at and I'm like, please don't make me eat there. Please don't make me eat there. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. I don't know that I went there really once I had my license. Because mm. by then I was, I don't moved on. I don't know. Because I'm a couple years older than you too. So maybe mm. I made a difference. I don't know. But yeah, it was a place yeah. to hang out. Probably because, you know, in Indiana, there aren't a whole lot of things to do for kids. So it was something to do and not really get in trouble. Yeah, I remember fondly making many a trip in high school up to the mall in Muncie and eating at Chi-Chi's, which no longer yeah. exists. Yeah. But like the the marvel that was chips and salsa with your meal, like the free chips and salsa, mm-hmm. it was amazing. And the fried so, ice cream. So mm-hmm. oh, that is pretty tasty. Yeah, so unfortunate name, but <laughs> no. Yummy. Yummy, right. nonetheless. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So this mall is pretty, I don't want to say it's dead. There are a lot of stores there, but they've lost two of their anchor stores. So anchor stores are what you consider the big ones, like a Macy's or a Penny's or Dillard's or something. I don't, is Dillard's even still in business? I don't know. And so they lost their two, two of their anchor stores, which were JCPenney and Kmart which I found weird that Kmart was in a mall. I've always seen Kmart's kind of next to the mall. I've never seen them as part of the mall. So that was interesting. And it sounds like they had just lost him in like the mid teens. Maybe it wasn't, hadn't been empty for a really long time. Well, I was really surprised because when I think of a mall that's dying, I do not think of a mall that's like got a lot of natural light and they've got a lot of like little plants and like little water features inside. I mean, Mm -hmm. the construction of this mall was, uh, modern and it was clean and it was aesthetically pleasing at least the parts that they showed you it's possible that there was a place with like water stains and like sketch ass shit you know what I mean but like that did not I did not have that impression this this looked like a, a mall that still was viable so right right mm-hmm. I think unfortunately the town is a fairly small town and that's probably part of the problem they did talk about at one point that the city is trying to get more people focused on downtown jasper so you know bringing more business into the downtown area and the mall is more of a suburban thing it's generally not right in the middle of the city so that takes business away from the mall too if you have a lot of shops downtown and so they're just focusing their energy in a different place Mm -hmm. but they did have some good stores there so they still have one anchored store i can't remember the name of it belk Elk, that's it. It's not one that mm-hmm. we have here. They had like a Bath and Body. They had a GNC. They had a Master Cuts if you want to get your herded. Mm-hmm. They had, you know, some shoes places, flowers, the Robin's Nest, which was adorable. Mm-hmm. Adorable. The food court. They had little kiosks throughout. So it's not like it was completely dead, mm-hmm. but you didn't see a whole lot of people in there shopping. Right. There was not a lot of foot traffic. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess the general age of the people that were in the mall, it's <laughs> stopping out at 70. I'm telling you, mm. everybody that they talked to, except for the people that work there, were older. Yeah, octogenarians mm-hmm. and that. Yeah, the main cat in this, his name is Mike. He, it looks like, runs the entire mall. Agreed. <laughs> like... He comes early in the morning 
to turn the lights on, unlock the doors. And I like how he said he opens it up early. Because if you think about malls normally open up about 10 in the morning, they probably op open the doors about 9, 8 or 9 for mall walkers. But it looks like he opened up. It was dark out, um, although it could have been in the wintertime. But still, because it, when it's cold out, he said sometimes the homeless people will come in just to get warm. And as long as they're not bothering anybody, he doesn't care. And I thought, well, that's very sweet to think about, you know, giving them a place to go. Yeah, he has a lot of autonomy or freedom. He discusses the mall owner a few times, but never is that cat interviewed. Mm -hmm. I mean, he might be busy with his other 30 malls. That's a lot of malls. Mike, yeah, mentions at one point, but um, like this guy's got carte blanche. He's all over the place. Um, he does trash. He cleans bathrooms. He's watering plants. Um, he's calling at times to see if they can get some spaces rented out and occupied. And I'm like, does he, I mean, how much money does this guy make? Because it's not enough. Right. He did everything. Like he's yes. at the end of the night, he's mopping the floors. He's interviewing people. It, it just, you're right. He did everything. And it looks like he opens up in the morning, he shuts down at night and then he's cleaning. And I'm like, does he ever go home? Does he just sleep there? He has a wife. He does mention a wife. She is never on camera, but I assume that's because he's got an interesting, um, he's got an interesting story. This guy, he used to be a zoo owner. So he was one of these big cat people. Um, but he also had like bears and primates, some, primates. some yeah. variety. Yeah. And he said he loved it. Um, he also talks about all the injuries that he'd gotten and I'm like, mm -hmm. Oh, Sounds like it didn't love you back, but <laughs> right. We don't love with our teeth. That's right. He said really what did it in was there were some animal activists there and they had been videoing, kind of doing a little bit of taping, but he said something that was off-putting uh, or problematic. And that really started the chain of events that led to him closing. Like it just wasn't worth it. I don't think it's a situation where they like, found him punching a tiger or whatever like it wasn't like that but he said something I think that kind of got him in some hot water and then from there but also his wife was very adamant about like you're gonna get killed so yeah right right maybe take a less dangerous job although I don't know that she intended for him to do it every waking minute of the day but <laughs> yes. I don't know he seems like a very caring individual. I will say that um, he's got great rapport with all the people that they show interactions with, right? Like the mall walkers, the old timers that just hang in, you know, just hanging out there, which I loved with all of my heart. You know, he's looking for people to help him with some of the housekeeping and stuff. And he does not pull any punches to say, look, sometimes people poop on the floor and you got to take <laughs> care of that. And I was like, I oh, my God. <laughs> I appreciate though, because how often are like, listen, this is great. It's it's not a big deal at all. We're like family, blah blah blah. And you get there, and it's like a horrible family, and you're like the the horrible stepchild that they want to treat like trash. So, at least he was honest about the work that's involved with the job. So I appreciate that. For eight dollars an hour. Eight dollars an hour. I know. Mm -hmm. Well, they look young, so maybe they don't have many bills. I'm hoping. Me too. Jesus. Did you hear a little bit of an Australian accent out of him? Because it, it's like mixed with Southern. So it's really difficult 
to pick it out sometimes, but I'm like, I think I did. I think that's not here. Yeah. There's a little bit of a blended situation going on there and it was unclear because really mm-hmm. don't find a whole lot more about his past than he had lots of animals and then he didn't have lots of animals. And I'm like, where did the animals go? They don't talk about that, which is the burning question that I have left for you. I agree. I wanted to, I wanted to know the same thing. Like, I hope they didn't go to the Tiger King guy because that <laughs> seems like it would not have been a better situation. He said he still has the property and he said it's very sad to go and see all the empty cages. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is a bummer. Yeah. But yeah, I hope they found a suitable home, a good home. So, yeah. Yeah. But you're right. He was very personable. Like he knew most of the people by name that come through and walk every day. They sat and they did the Pledge of Allegiance in the morning before everyone started walking. (laughs) And it was just, yeah, it was very sweet. And even if he didn't know him, you know, he's like getting ready to lock the doors at night. And he's like, have a good day, everyone. I hope you have a good Mm -hmm. night. I hope you, you know, enjoyed yourself. Be safe or whatever. Yeah, he did seem like a really sweet person. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you've already mentioned the Robin's Nest. Do you want to go through some of the different shops that they focus on? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start with the Jewelry Doctor. Okay. This is obviously jewelry repair. Some sales, because you can see the cases. They don't necessarily discuss, you know, a lot of that. The guy talks about 1982 when he used to go to the mall, how hopping it was, which was fun. I love this man because he's watching Columbo while he's working on like an iPad or something. Hilarious. Yeah. And he mentions after eight years, he's moving locations. Um, He's had a couple pretty slow days, a $24 day and a $16 day. Then he says he's not able to make a living off that. But as a jeweler, you really only need one customer a day. Like that's kind of the threshold. So he didn't really expound anymore on that. But he did give us some tasty licks. (laughs) In the middle of the store with his electric guitar. His guitar? hmm Yeah. So, yeah. I was like, you know it's slow if he's like, listen, I'm going to bust out the guitar. I'm going to play you some sweet jams. Yeah. yeah. Also, what cracked me up is he said when he used to go to the mall, he went to check out the chicks. And he went to bird dog the girls. Now, I've never heard that term before. It doesn't sound good but i'm guessing he was just trying to pick up chicks in the 80s yeah i'm hoping he didn't chase him up a tree which is sort of the other (laughs) option with that phrase yeah yeah right yeah right Mm -hmm. that was the only thing i was like oh let's let's not use that phrase again please let's retire Mm -hmm. it it sounds sweet but it's not (laughs) okay who else we have um let's talk about the lady at the robin's nest i did not get her name is it robin that would be too It is Robin. Okay. Yeah. Super smart. (laughs) So she's a florist. They've got some tchotchkes hanging out in there. She talks a lot about funerals are a big part of her business. Um, Some weddings, although not quite as much as that used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, But they had been in the mall for 25 years, 24 years, something like that. And they too are now starting to pull things. And while they're not moving locations, they are retiring. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she seems to have great fondness for the mall as well. Yeah. And she mentions that the dwindling foot traffic doesn't affect her business as much. So most of her uh, business comes from phone calls 
you know, people ordering over the phone and that. So although it's taken a little bit of a hit, um, she's been able to maintain a pretty stable business, which is nice. I think it affects some of the other stores or the most of the other stores a lot more than it does hers. Yeah. And it's really cute because a lot of times, especially at the end as she's cleaning up, she has foot traffic that comes in. They're like, oh no, you're leaving. And um, evidently there's a lady that's timeless because she says she's 55 and she does not look 55, but they have a very long conversation about how she's not looking 55. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool to focus on. Yeah. I mean, just one <laughs> statement is all it takes and then you can move on from that. Yeah. I appreciate it. I look young. Great. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah love that. So she does have a moment where they're going through some scrapbooks or something. Um, they mm-hmm. talk about the heyday of the mall seems to be about 1981. There were cars everywhere in that parking lot. There was a Chick-fil-A. There was a KB Toys. They don't really have any of those anymore. Although they do talk about some of the stores that have hung out, like a Hibbit Sports. That's one. Um, 1989, a Mr. Davison was a teacher. He wins the ugly holiday tie, like the ugly tie contest for their holiday thing. So she's got all these little articles, um, yellowed with age, just to give you some perspective. So yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's cute. It's gimmicky, but malls tend to be like that. So yeah, I think what's funny is they showed pictures of like fashion shows. And I remember those in the mall. I think I was even part of one once just, you know, you could just walk up and be part of it. I remember doing gymnastics shows in the mall because I did gymnastics and my teacher like to advertise would do stuff like that. So we would do gymnastics shows in the mall. Do you remember like Tiffany and Debbie Gibson doing mall tours and shit? I mean, I think it's synonymous with Tiffany. Right. Yeah. Right. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That was our childhood. Well, I mean, who better to go to a mall than a teenage girl? I mean, there's a lot of implication. there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what it makes me think of, though, because I think of a lot of the K-pop kind of when they're starting out, that seems like uh, something they would do. I don't know if it's like a mall, but doing little tours like that where they're stopping and getting because mm-hmm. they're the teens are their target demographic. Right. So that seems like what they would do. I mean, and that's not to say that all of those activities are dead because they do have some planned. Let me show you some footage of mm-hmm. some things um some things yes I don't know what else I'm like okay um so specifically for stage acts at the food court which is basically what we're talking about boy there's a lot of gospel singing it's not just gospel Erin it's bluegrass gospel Mm. that's what they call it and my thought when I saw that was if I were working close by I would shut my short store and leave but they were getting into it. They were ministering to the crowd and the crowd dug it. All 20 of those octogenarians were just fucking digging that shit. Yeah. Right. That's all I have to say about it. It was just like, sounded painful and I would not be able to get out of that wing of the mall fast enough. But that's just mm-hmm. me. Well, but that was just one. They had some other, they're like, a quartet is going to come and play at the mall regularly on the stage. And I thought, okay. Who are you trying to bring in? Because I feel like the people you're trying to bring in with this group are already there. So you maybe need to shift gears a little bit to bring in a younger demographic or just a different demographic because these people are already here and you're just catering to them, which is fine. 
but maybe something else as well as was my thought. They do make some efforts in that department. Mm-hmm. Um, they mm-hmm. do have a plan for a monthly car show. And mm-hmm. as a person who attended a lot of car shows, because my dad restored cars, I can imagine that that was at one time a big draw, but I don't know again with them, you know, what kind of car shows we're doing now. Are they like muscle cars, which is what I was familiar with? Yeah. I don't know. And down South, they tend to have, when I lived down South, I saw a lot more classic cars because you don't have the snow and the ice that, and the salt on the roads that really kind of ruin cars and rust them and shit. So they're just taken care of a little bit better. So maybe my, my thought process with that is, and, and they also bring in a carnival, right? So they show us a carnival and they're like, Oh, this will bring people here to the parking lot and then they'll come in. And I'm like, okay, they won't maybe a couple but most of them are not going to come in. They're there for the carnival. They're not there to shop. And it's two very different things. And I appreciate the thought process, but I don't I don't think it's going to have the desired effect. Well, Michael was funny when he was talking about that. Or Mike, he goes by, I heard it both ways. Mm-hmm. But he's like, yeah, people come in and they'll go in to shop and they'll come out to the carnival and they'll go in the shop and then they'll come out to the carnival. And I'm like, you get maybe one round of that if you have small children. That's they're it. going in for the bathroom is what they're going in for. They're not going to <laughs> shop. Right? And I'm not going to go in and shop and then have bags and then walk through a carnival. So I would shop after, but then odds are after I'm either sick because I had a funnel cake and cotton candy and a corn dog and, 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 and then I went on a spinny ride. So mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to the mall after that, but. I will say I really enjoyed this part of the documentary because it was beautifully shot. They had some just sweeping and lovely imagery and I really like that part there's not a lot of narration with this it's really just interviews and kind of walking along with people which was different Mm -hmm. it's kind of fun to see um so there Mm -hmm. was time for you to just absorb what was on the screen it wasn't like I was like furiously jotting notes and I kind of liked that right I did too it was a different kind of documentary like you said because they weren't like introducing people there wasn't a, a a real big thread going through it it was just this is what we're seeing these are the people we're seeing it with this is what it is and I appreciate that it was beautiful though Mm -hmm. you mentioned funnel cake which is is that your favorite carnival food would you say that and or a lemon shake-up Ooh, yes okay Mm -hmm. I know at the state fair around here there's like a a draw every year, like what will be deep fried. And it's been like butter and Kool-Aid and all kinds of weird shit. Yeah. And it might be really good. I don't know. Yeah. But a nice funnel cake that you can split with somebody. That way you get enough fried goodness, but you're not, you know, running for the bathroom yourself. So mm-hmm. I mentioned that only because we meet this adorable teen couple and I meet them. They appear on screen, but I don't know who they are because no one had a name in this except for Mike. And that's just because he told you. I can give you their names. Oh, okay. Casey is the young girl and Isidore mm-hmm. is the male. Okay. That's a great name, Isidore. I'm, I'm cool pretty sure that's that. his name. It is a pretty good name. So if it's if it wasn't his name, it is now. So Okay. <laughs> they're adorable. Uh, I believe they're seniors in high school. They're an interracial couple and they talk a little bit about some of the issues that they've run into. I don't think it's insurmountable. 
but definitely from it seems her side of the family there's been some grief um that she's going to hail because she decided yeah. to date a brown boy it's the american south so yes i was surprised they showed an interracial couple for that reason since mm-hmm. it is the american south but i appreciate it because that is the reality I think it's much less common in the South, but maybe not. I don't know. I I like that she went and talked to like her pastor after someone told her she was going to hell and she was kind of afraid. So she talked to her pastor and he's like, well, I mean, not really. It's fine. There's no mention of it in the Bible. She's like, all right, cool. And moved on with life. Right. He does tell her that she's probably going to get some grief. He's like, that's just, yeah, it sucks. But Mm -hmm. they look really sweet together. Towards the end of the documentary, though, you find out that he is leaving to go to college. And mm-hmm. I really get the sense that he's not upset about it. She's going to college a couple hours away. He's going to live with his oh, brother okay. in Ohio. Okay. I must have and work with him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But still, far away. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's what happens to a lot of kids that age. So, mm-hmm. I hope they went on to have brilliant lives. Well, and what's interesting is... She's getting her nails did at one point in time in this and talking about how they broke up and they got back together and broke up. And she found out they go to two different high schools. She found out he was dating another girl in her high school. So she's not sure she can get back together with them. I'm like, girl, you're going to college a couple hours away. Just move on with life. But yeah, they seemed to part on good terms at the end. And who knows? Who knows what happened to him? Hopefully good things, like you said. So Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the ladies that talk outside of the hair salon. They're outside smoking, which is a total thing you see at the mall. I don't care where you are. And I want you to know that you better be careful because you're going to be a leftover woman in Jasper if you don't snag you a man. Yeah. And I find it interesting because they started talking and so you have one hairdresser and her friend. I'm not sure if the friend's a hairdresser as well or if she was just hanging out, getting herded. And then they were outside talking anyway. The one who was getting her hair did was saying how, one, she wants to leave Jasper, which I get it. A lot of people want to leave where they grew up, and I'm okay with that. I left where I grew up. They, that she also wants something, she just wants something to happen, right? Wilson agrees. And she's like, she wants to become a manager and make that money and get a house. And so I'm like, yes, get what you need for you, girl. And that's when she's like, oh, but, you know, we feel like we have to get married and have kids. So you're not a leftover woman. And I'm like, well, that that switched real fast. You could have both. That's true. But, yeah, to understand. I guess I think of like an old maid. Like, like, yeah, that's fun. Mm. Also, I'd like to remind or get your take on the girl that got her hair did and she got part of it shaved it was asymmetrical, right? Like they're like, Oh, it's so symmetrical. And I'm like, it's, but it's not symmetrical. So it looked like it was all offset. I think it was meant to be like a pattern, like a design. So it wasn't meant to be like straight across. It was meant to kind of go up. And so if both sides were kind of this, I think that's what they meant. I hope it was just really funny because the way I looked at it, they were like, yeah, it looks great. And I'm like, but it's anyway, it was just (laughs) something that made me laugh. I was like, that's not great advertisement. (laughs) No. Also, it's behind you. You'll never see it. Put your hair down. You're fine. Right. We do see the stylist at the carnival with her daughter and her husband, because she talks about how she got married and had a daughter 
young and she loves her daughter, but yeah, there's that idea that you're supposed to do it immediately. And she's, I think mm-hmm. she maybe wishes she waited a little bit more to have the same thing a little bit later in life, but whatever, here we are. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, I hope she makes a lot of money at master cuts because the therapy bills, she's going to have to pay for that little girl. So they get on the, the Ferris wheel, not the Ferris wheel, um, a carousel. She's sitting on the horse. It's not going yet. The little girl seems okay. And then all of a sudden little girl's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. She starts crying, like terrified crying. And the mom's like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It'll be fine. And then as it's going, the little girl is just, it's just pure terror. I mean, she's like, I want to get off. We're going to die. I want to get off. And I'm like, oh my God, woman, get off. I felt so bad. I was laughing like a hyena because I'm a terrible person. And I was like, this kid is just freaking out. And the mom knows it's not a great situation, right? Because she is also laughing, which that is a woman after my own heart. Like, yeah, I can't that's control the situation do, yeah. anymore. Um, I'm laughing. This kid is crying. People are probably judging me everywhere. So um, <laughs> I was giggling so hard. Whew. I was too. However, as a grown adult with panic attacks, I know you can't control it. And I felt really bad for the little girl. Like I'm laughing because as a parent, I would laugh too. But yeah, I, I felt bad for her though. I'm like, I hope that was a real short carousel ride. It probably felt like a year to that little girl. However, when Christmas comes around, she'll be able to get everything that she wants because they have a mall Santa. My therapy bill just went up, by the way. Because Santa's changing and they don't shut that door quite soon enough, in my opinion. All I know is there's an overweight, old, very hairy gentleman changing his shirt. And I'm like, why are you showing this to me? Why? I don't need to see that. It was fascinating. Like, he's in a restroom. He takes off a t-shirt. He puts a white t-shirt on. And then he closes the door. Like, he just was like, oh, yeah, I probably should close the door or whatever. But I'm like, just just start off with the door closed. Thank you. I'm not sending you (laughs) pictures of me naked, so you have to see that shit. I shouldn't have to see this. (laughs) Yes. It was so weird. It was not okay. Mm -mm. I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. I know. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of the kids that sat in his lap are not okay either, just because to sit on somebody's lap at those things is always traumatic. There's always a kid that cries. Mm -hmm. And they did show a couple that handled it okay and a couple maybe that didn't handle it okay. Um, My favorite was there was a kid. Like a little blonde kid with like curls and he had blue eyes and he was just rambling the whole time. And Santa was like, oh, remote control car. And the kid just keeps going. And it's little kid story time. It's like, and then the one, it was awesome. It was awesome. And you know what I thought is that kid talked for like an hour and absolutely nothing of use came out of his mouth. I'm guessing that's Mark's child. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, the mall Santa has to have a lot of patience too. So. And again, they're probably getting paid nothing, right? Like, are you getting paid in candy canes or what? But it's not enough. It's not enough to play that part. Mm -mm. You probably get peed on. That's spit up on. Barfed on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Good times. Kids are gross. I'm pretty sure there was another little kid in a cowboy hat that said, I think he said a word that I don't want to repeat. And I was like, Oh, surely I misheard that. 
But it was, I hope you did. I didn't hear it. So maybe okay, I just repressed good. that. Oof. Or maybe I just made it up. I don't know. But I was just like, that was like two kids in. Mm. <laughs> like, like the yeah. Santa was like, okay, here you go. I was thinking about Santa in Christmas Story. Yes. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> right. As he puts his boot in your face. <laughs> That's my kind of Santa. Move along. Right? Can we talk a little bit about the fact that they have army recruitment centers in this mall? Well, they got to fill those spaces. And evidently, there's not a lot of, uh, I don't know, discretion of who they put in there. However, it was among my favorite moments of the mall because they're working with a couple recruits. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell us what happened on that? Oh, my God. It was glorious. So there's a young girl. And a young man, they're, they're probably 16, 17 years old, right? Getting ready to graduate or close to graduation. And, you know, the RB recruiter is like, listen, we're going to take you through some PT stuff. So you, are, you know, get you prepared before you go to basic training, blah, blah, blah. So they start off with some exercises in the recruiting center. And then they go and they run around outside And the girl is not even breathing heavy. She's like, yeah, whatever. And she's doing everything. She's clearly athletic. But that kid, that boy, he, oh, he's struggling to breathe. That's me. I'm that boy. And they're looking at him like, son. I mean, you could tell on their face. They're like, this kid is not going to do well in basic training. He's not going to make it. Well, at one point, that's just round one. They start on round two, and this kid is, like, in an office chair, like, sucking air. It is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. And this girl is just kicking butt. It, it was I fun. know. I love that the girl was so much better than the boy. But I did feel for the boy, because I can't <laughs> walk up a flight of stairs without feeling like I'm dying. So, hmm. I feel his pain. I hope he's got a long time to, like, to work on that. Yeah. The difference is I know my limits and I would never put myself through that. So, although when Declan went to boot camp, he went with some friends or some other recruits that he knew before going in that were not exactly physically fit to start and they graduated just fine and they look pretty slim at the end. So they get there eventually if they want to. So good for them. I love that it worked out in some cases. Yeah. 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 Not in all, but right. Right. As far as military stuff, there's also a knife show. (laughs) That's probably a bad segue, but it's like a little kiosk in the middle, right? And I I mean, sometimes malls do like an art show or whatever. But my favorite is they're like, are these throwing knives? Are these jabbing knives? Or like push knives, I think officially is what they were Mm -hmm. called. But there's a lot of discussion about knives. Well, and I thought it wasn't a knife show so much as it looked like it was happening during Christmas. So like they probably have kiosks that set up around Christmas time because you're mm-hmm. going to get sales then. And I thought nothing says happy birthday, Jesus, like a good throwing knife. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know where else you're going to go because they don't sell throwing knives at Walmart. Uh, no, they don't. they don't. You need to come to the mall. Mm-hmm. It's the only place you're going to get it. This cat looked like he was buying for himself as well. So that seems like the American way for Christmas. I buy more for myself over Christmas season than anybody else. That's, That's what sure. the good sales are. I mean, <laughs> you can get the most terrifying of fillet knives. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it slices, it dices. What more do you want? Julienne's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have more stores pulling out 
We know that Subway pulls out Grady's, which is another sandwich shop, pulls out. So we see Mike trying to drum up more business. He's trying to get more restaurants in there because the people who work there need to eat. And they don't want to go off site. And I get that because it's a pain. I feel the same way at work. I don't want to go off site. But it seems difficult. And I feel like there are always rumors about, oh, we're going to get some big shop in here. Someone else is going to anchor. We're going to do this. And there are all these rumors to try to keep people invested in, in staying. But none of them seem to come to fruition. At least not that we've seen. And again, I'm fascinated that he is the guy who's making these phone calls and they mm-hmm. talk a little bit about his Genesis and how he got here. So his wife works for the company that owns them all. And he happened to be visiting her as he was driving through with some animals, met the owner, as you do, got yeah. a job offer. And he's kind of telling us the story as he's walking through the vastness that used to be the Kmart anchor. And it's yeah. always spooky. It's so spooky. Yeah, it's like 86,000 square feet or something. It's huge. Yes. Yeah. And I love how he's like, well, JCPenney pulled out. Kmart pulled out. Now, Kmart no longer exists, I don't believe. I think they're all shut down. JCPenney keeps saying they're going to shut down, but we have one in our mall. I mean, I can't believe it's still there. There's never anyone in there. But we do find out at the end, as... Mike is mopping and cleaning up at the end of the day that one of the domino players, so they have mall walkers, but they have, you know, these four older gentlemen that would sit around and play dominoes all day, which I fucking love. I can't wait Um, to be those guys. I know. I know me too. And, um, one of them did pass away, which was sad. It was sad because you see him trying to work a smartphone earlier in the episode. And I laughed so hard and I loved it so much. He's like, fucking phone. You know what I mean? He's like, trying to talk and it doesn't connect and he's trying to figure it out yeah it's pretty awesome um he also yeah. mentions that he's died three times before so i was like well that's bad <laughs> you know forecasting yikes i mean yeah i've seen final destination eventually it's gonna come for you <laughs> right yeah but yeah so they didn't come for a while it took them a few weeks before they would come back and play and they did get another fourth to play but i'm sure that was hard yeah, I mean, who wants to face their mortality at the mall? I don't think of a better place than at the mall, honestly. Again, mm. there's a whole zombie movie around that, and it seems like a good place to be. It's truth, truth. Mm. So, yeah, that's the story of the Jasper Mall. I did send you an article. Did you have a chance to look at it? I did. Okay. I did. That made me really happy. You want to talk about it? I just checked in to see, because as they're, throughout the footage, you see some things that say, shopjaspermall.com and so it is still in it exists right it does have some open hours but there was a group that came in and took a bunch of the space and converted it over to a little bit of a church a little bit of like community service is what it seemed like an organization called raising arrows Mm -hmm. and so go ahead if you had more specifics No, I was going to say it sounded like they had some like after school care, some Mm -hmm. tutoring, helping with meals, especially kids like before and after school getting meals because sometimes the only meals they get are at school. So this is just another option. But like you said, it just seemed like a very good community service kind of organization. And they took over the JCPenney slot is what it looked like that that anchor area. 
And although I don't know that that necessarily you think of that drumming up business, if you think about people having to go in there to pick up, you know, if you're going in to pick up your kid or you're going in to do something, if you're already inside there, you know, and you need something else, walk down the hall to Bath and Body Works and get some lotion or whatever. It can't hurt to have more people there and they're paying rent for a big space. So that helps too. So Mm -hmm. that's good. Mm -hmm. I know of a church in my hometown that took over a Walmart, like an old Walmart, because the Walmart built a new Walmart. And so there was the old building hanging out there. And so they converted it and it was a nice space. I mean, it was, I just like to see that somebody came in and made use of a resource that was already there. So it just makes sense to me and I like to see it. So hopefully they are kicking butt. I don't know. I hope so. I wanted to say I kind of looked up the history of malls because it seems like, again, that the heyday was like the 80s and 90s. So it was a very short-lived burst and then it died out. But it looks like the first malls were shortly after World War II. The first mall opened in 1956 in Minnesota. And it was mostly because you have this boom in the economy after the war. And they're like, let's, I mean, they wanted to design a new way to shop and new shopping centers and that. So that's kind of how it started and came about and then it just grew from there. But I never really thought much about it. So it was interesting to go look it up and see what the, what the skinny was. Cause when did this start? These are huge buildings, right? And people haven't always shopped like this. So. Yeah. I'd be interested too, to know how it changed as like my grandparents used to go, it was accepted that they went to every grocery store in town for whatever deal. Right. I feel like it's probably that way for, you know, any kind of shopping. So I think our generation is like, nope, I don't have time for that. I want everything at the click of a button. So I think maybe that's got some influence on it as well. Who knows? It's just an idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, a lot of brick and mortar stores are going away anyway, because like you said, the ease and convenience of just ordering stuff online. So, Mm -hmm. but you and I go to the mall. Every now and then we go to the Bath and Body Works. We go to the Vans. Lane, yep. my youngest, he likes going to the mall with me. We'll go pick up stuff. So, yeah, we still go. Boba tea. It's great. Yeah. Used to be the Cinnabon in the mall, and I would go specifically for the Cinnabon. As I think I mentioned in the last episode, but I don't know where any Cinnabons are anymore. They used to be in the airport, too, and they're not anymore. Those oh, bastards. Hmm. Right? It's like they hate me. Terrible. Hmm. Did you have an honorary errand for this one? My honorary errand was Mike because I feel like. He was behind the scenes, getting stuff done, doing whatever job needed to be picked up and done, get done, which seems like very Aaron energy. We tend to uh, volunteer for stuff we don't necessarily need to volunteer for and take on jobs we don't necessarily need to take on and just, just to get the job done because it needs to get done. There's no other option. So he was my Aaron for the week. Mine too. I mean, there wasn't a lot to choose from this time, but um, he had hope. And I, I think that's a Aaron energy. I think you have hope. Yep. And he was trying, so it's good stuff. Well, I also like that he started with a mullet with so much business in the front. And about halfway through, he cut that <laughs> off. And I'm like, yes. Okay. Hair transformations. I'm here for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Growth. Character arc. That's growth. Talk about it all the time. <laughs> <sighs> uh, okay. Okay. What are we doing next week? So next week, we're going to tackle The Greatest Night in Pop. This is on Netflix, 2024, about an hour and a half long. And it's the story of how We Are the World, the pop song, came into being and why. And I've seen it. It's really good. 
And I've heard mm -hmm. a lot of buzz about it. So we wanted to go ahead and, and tackle that now. Yeah. That was, again, that was our childhood. That was the 80s. I remember it. I thought that video was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. After Thriller, of course. Mm -hmm. um, for the five minutes I had cable in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, we're hitting a lot of the... Uh, the 80s, 90s situation, I guess, right now, with the malls and the pop music, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so come along for a nostalgic journey in the new year, I guess. Maybe everything we'll do this year will be 80s and 90s. <laughs> that will get old real fast. Right. There's only so much cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, next we'll do Lisa Frank. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth about my Lisa Frank. <laughs> Trapper keepers. Anyway, yes. uh, let me get back on on target um so yeah thank you very much and uh, we'll see you for the next one all right guys later bye